What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 7 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by Geo. What's up, sir? There was a lot of excitement in that one, huh? Yeah, that was awesome. How you doing? I'm doing pretty, pretty good. I took a long pause there because I was going to make another cheesy Star Wars joke and then just chickened out on it. No, because at this point, what would it be? It Force would be Awakens. Fo- Force yeah. Awakens. I was going to say something like our Force is Awakened or something like that, but... Uh, well, I'm, you just, you kind of... It yeah, fell flat. Yeah. fell flat. Okay. Anyway, if this is your first time listening, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, I apologize. And second of all, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, cheesy Star Wars jokes, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. After all of that, we then read your questions on air and try to answer them if we can. But how do you get your questions to us? That's a great question. Remember... You can email us at podcast at switchrpg.com. You can tweet using the hashtag switchrpgpodcast, or you can dive into our Discord server at discord.switchrpg.com. At the end of the day, we hope that you know we want to hear from you. No housekeeping this week, so we are going to jump right into the news our house and is clean. Our house is super spick and span. But you know what? The house is about to get a little bit bigger because exciting news coming from Polygon. And that is that Monster Hunter, the Monster Hunter franchise is coming to your Nintendo Switch platform. Joe, are you pretty excited about this? Um, I've I've yet to play a Monster Hunter game. They, ju- they do look really cool, especially the new one, uh, Monster Hunter World. You know, looks really, really good. Now, this is, from what I've read, this is kind of a blend between uh, two iterations here. So, it's kind of uh, a localization of, is it Monster Hunter Generations? Correct. Double Cross. Okay. Um, I thought it was that and Double Cross. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, what you were saying, it was a, yeah, it was a cross, yeah, Double Cross. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a localization of of double cross mm-hmm. um which a lot of people really really were upset that this wasn't getting localized so it looks like it finally finally is coming so i think pe- a lot of people are excited about this for me i think this might be my first uh opportunity not really opportunity but my first play for the switch so um kind of excited about this one Seems yeah interesting so, to me so for me I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Now I did I did jump a little bit into Monster Hunter World, and that was my first foray into the franchise. But just as a Switch owner and a as someone who can appreciate a game for everyone else, I'm very excited for this to come over for all of the Monster Hunter fans who have been clamoring for that portable experience like they used to have on the three. Uh, I guess, well, I guess it the used pre- to come out on. Nintendo portable platforms. I know it used to come out on PSP. Right. And that's where a lot of them used to used to. Yeah, release. I have. Um, I've seen it. I actually have a copy of it. Um, because I came across it fairly 
cheap, but I've never played it. I have it on the 3DS. Okay. Um, as well as on the Wii U. Again, I got it in a bundle. I'm ca- I'm a collector, so a lot of the stuff I get comes in bundles. I have uh, Monster Hunter on the Wii U. I've never played that one either. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you have the best of both worlds. You have the console experience, and you have the handheld experience. It's kind of perfect, really. I do so. have some questions, and I haven't I haven't watched gameplay or haven't read anything about how Generations Double Cross worked in Japan. Now, other mm-hmm. people who are a little bit closer to this may know the answers to this, and if you do, please just email me or, or talk, to talk to me in Discord. But I'm curious how the gameplay differs from World and how the, con- like, how the connections work, right? Because World, right. the big push was playing with your friends and being always connected and things like that. So I know that in the past there were ways that you could, I guess, play um, like locally. And so I'm wondering if there, if this will be local only or if there will be online multiplayer. Yeah. I'm not seeing any information, at least from the article. Okay. In what I've heard. Okay. Players will have the chance to work together with up to three other players over local and online multiplayer simultaneously. They'll also be able to transfer over their save data from the original Monster Hunter Generations. Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, otherwise, expect the same gameplay that hardcore fans have come to appreciate from Monster Hunter series. Multiple quests to take part in as you hunt down specific monsters. You can use six different hunting styles. There are tons of weapons, armor, and other items to collect and try out. Okay, so well, that answered my question um, yeah, I may, about maybe. the online. <laughs> I totally like skimmed over that. <laughs> so that I mean, yeah, it was it was just a, a sort of a line in there. But uh, so then my other question, and if for anybody who's followed me, any you know, back when I was talking about Monster Hunter World, you'll know you've heard me talk about my experience with it. Is that because it was always connected, and it was it, you always had the game always had to be running. You could never pause it. Uh, that really sort of hindered my experience a little bit because I couldn't just like sit down for a straight like hour, two hour period. Some of the missions like the, the missions would average around like 30 minutes to Mm -hmm. an hour. And that's just a long time for me to be like sitting down without something else going on, you know? And I know like, you know, Gio, you've got like kids running around and a lot of other people how you know, I mean, they've got lives and everything like that. So, the fact that I was in a mission and I needed to go take care of something, went to pause the game was the first time that like I, I got to a point where I needed to pause because I was like hot on the tail of this monster, right? I had been already been fighting it for like 15 minutes and it was running away. So I needed to pause the game, pause the game, came back and unpause the game. I had to like open the map or something. The thing had gotten away. It had like, I had died, twi- you know, so like oh. it was just not a good experience. And, you know, I just thought that maybe I didn't do it correctly. So I tried it a couple more times, realized, no, there's no way to pause it. Then my mission timer expired and I failed the mission. So like it just at that point, I was like, you know what? This I'm really enjoying this game, but it's just not fitting in with my lifestyle. So mm. I'm curious because the switch and I said this back then that. This is what I loved about the Switch is like you you hit the 
the suspend mode, it goes to sleep, you come back, you're immediately right back there. I'm wondering with this being online multiplayer, if you're playing by yourself, will it allow you to drop in and drop out? Because I understand like over online, like that's not going to work. Like you can't, right, you can't right. do that. But I think that you can make a game in a way that when you're playing offline, when you're playing single player, it plays like a single player game. Like you can pause, the world is fine. Like, look, I mean, Breath of the Wild had a completely open world. It was, you know, th- things were going on around you all the time, but you could pause it. Like you, you go in the menu, the world pauses. So like this idea that open worlds have to just always be running, like, it, no, I mean, it doesn't have to be. So I'm wondering no. if they'll do something to sort of let that be a little bit better of an experience on the Switch. Yeah, I think we take that that uh, part of it kind of for granted, where you can just kind of spend whatever it is you're doing, and 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 just come back to it when when you're done, and it's right where you left off. That that feature again, we we, we kind of rave about it. It's perfect. Um, but yeah, losing, I guess losing the trail of uh of a monster you're hunting after spending a little bit of time into it, that kind of that kind of stinks. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just like I said, in general, as someone who can appreciate this for, for other people, uh, Monster Hunter fans are, you know, they, they love the game. And I think that this will open it up to an audience that hasn't been able to play it before, like you or, or, mm-hmm. or myself, uh, because of the ease and the portability factor. So I'm hoping, you know, that the experience is good. And I'm hoping that Nintendo's online infrastructure is working in a way that makes partying up, especially you know, since it does have the online component. I just hope that the partying up is, is, is easy. Cause right. that's one that's, thing. That's, that's one the thing biggest problem. That is one that, Yeah. That is the biggest problem on, 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 on switch. But even on the other consoles for monster hunter world, I've got to say being able to party up with the, like my, my best friend who is sitting in the same room as me was kind of a pain because of the way because of the way that they set it up in Monster Hunter World. Now, once you were together, it was they did a lot of a lot of really cool things. But like being able to sync up and be in to make sure that you're in the same world instance, same mm-hmm. party, both having the same exact quest active in your inventory, you had to like check all these boxes to make sure that you were both ready to go so that you could then like press the button and head out together. So like it was it was kind of a pain and like yeah. you know that that's unfortunate for a game that is emphasizing play together. So hopefully, right. you know with this, you know that there's there's some ease to that. So it doesn't d- detract anybody from playing with a friend or random people online. Right. All right. So from Monster Hunter World, we're going into I think we are staying in that world, aren't we? Yes, we are. We are staying Monster Hunter. We're going over to GoNintendo.com, and we now have the announcement that there's apparently a Monster Hunter film adaptation in the works starting this September, starring Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Now, Tell me now about she's this. obviously she's obviously of uh, of Resident Evil fame, 
And we all know how that was, or maybe not you, but I mean, for me, all of the Resident Evils are terrible. Um, except for maybe the first one. Um, they don't really follow the story, so I feel like no one no one in that, you know, director's chair, producer's chair, whatever chair you're sitting in, no one knows the source material. Now, so, now Gia, <laughs> based on your, your the tone of your voice. All right. But yeah. but 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 confirm this for me. How did you feel about the Resident Evil games? Um, now, uh, what I mean, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, 4 are fine. 5 is a little bit of a mixed, it's got mixed emotions on that one. Um, now, now, if you're going offshoots, um, I, I, I won't, I'll stay on the main, mainline games. I'm not going to go Raccoon um, City Stories or anything like that. Um, Biohazard, the, the newest iteration of Resident Evil, is fantastic. Um, so my, my favorites would be one, two, three, four and biohazard at this in point. In general though, you thought that they were pretty decent games. Yeah. You're yeah. pretty positive on them. Now, how uh, were the movies? Cause I haven't movies. seen the movies. I haven't seen the oh, movies. You have not seen the movies? I have not seen the movies. No. Wow. 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 Okay. Well, the movies, I don't want to waste your time, um, <laughs> but <laughs> they, they are not, they're not my favorite at all. They're not. They're not good. Let's just say they're not good because they're not. They're they they don't really <laughs> they don't really follow the story. I guess you could say um, they kind of follow it very loosely. Um, I mean, the I, first Resident Evil movie came out in two thousand two. Okay, I was eleven. So oh, oh well, okay. I was not so. watching. Them. <laughs> Growing up in the household that I grew up in, I was not watching Resident Evil at 11, 11 years old. No, yeah, well, you have good parents uh, I mean, <laughs> for not letting you watch that. Um, but, you know, I would give that one a shot. Just give that one a shot if, okay. if you're if you're wanting to. But Just, just from, fact, like, a historical perspective? Sure, a historical context, you'll, you'll yeah, have that yeah, information. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, a Monster Hunter film? I mean, I feel like they can go anywhere with this. There's really... From what I know, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter doesn't really have a story. No. So this may be a good thing okay. because they okay. don't have to follow a story. Okay. So you know, we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. I guess we have no choice. Um, but it's budgeted for about sixty million dollars going into production in September. Again, you have Mila Jovovich um, as your star, and. Um, yeah, so we'll have to, I guess, wait and see. I mean, Rampage, the most recent video game movie, actually did pretty well, considering Rampage has zero story as well. It's just an arcade game. So maybe maybe they're turning, turning the corner here. Maybe they're getting a little better. Well... <laughs> So here's the thing, though. Or not. Like, well, okay, so number one, if you take a game that doesn't really have a story, I'm with you. Maybe that's a good thing in that you're not tied down to trying to adapt a story that wasn't made for two hour, hour and a half, two hours, and trying to condense it down to that. So maybe that that is a good thing. But the thing is, in a situation like that, what you have to rely on is an interesting world, with mm-hmm. like an interesting atmosphere, an interesting setting, something that you can rely on. I just don't know if Monster Hunter has that because 
I mean, hear me out, hear me out. You know, before all the yeah. Monster Hunter fans just like scream at me. <laughs> Played Monster Hunter World. The thing is, like, that's not for me. It wasn't like a super super interesting setting. It wasn't like like a Fallout setting or something like that. You know, where like you you come out of the you come out of the vault and like everything has a history everything has a story to it you're like exploring these little corners to me monster hunter felt like a your typical fantasy world i mean there were some it was it was gorgeous it was beautiful but like to me you have to have the the world itself has to be a character whenever you take a movie that doesn't really have or a game that doesn't really have a story and you're trying to like put a story into it i mean there's got to be something there i i just don't know i mean monster hunter to me just seems sort of typical fantasy ish so i mean i guess they're gonna have huge monsters and if that worked for rampage maybe that's all that's maybe that's all it is is like a summer blockbuster or something right (laughs) or or a dud who knows but I mean, look, okay, okay. But another thing, like, who was who was clamoring for this? Because I feel like, <laughs> no I mean, one. I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, I mean, I'm not like trying to be a curmudgeon about it, but I'm just like, I don't. Now I don't like delve onto like Monster Hunter message boards and stuff like this. But like, what corners of the internet had the petitions like Monster Hunter needs a movie? I feel like there could be so many other choice. I would have so many other choices. Other than yeah. Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like, of all the game worlds out there to make a movie in right. over the past 15 years, like, Horizon Zero Dawn? Or, you I mean, know, I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, some of those games are movies in on itself. So, it would right. kind of... I think it would kind of do a disservice to the to the video, to the game itself. Sure, sure. So, I mean, Nintendo... I don't see Nintendo... I, I mean, I know they're making a Mario movie. Yeah. Um, and animated, and you, which you I are, think is important. You are writing a Zelda movie, so I would love to write a Zelda movie or a Metroid movie. I, I mean, I I don't think Nintendo would give away any of their IPs for a studio to make a movie because they got burnt on the original Super Mario Brothers back in the back in the eighties. Well, I'm gonna say I I think that I, I'm interested to see how the new Mario movie does, and I, I think that might loosen the belts a little bit if I it hope does so, pretty yeah. well. But yeah, yeah, but I'm with you. Like, I just don't see when was Monster Hunter the first thing that we turned to. I mean, mm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, when I make my Zelda movie, it'll be all taken care of. Sure, sure, yeah, nothing to worry about. Uh, okay, so let's get out of Monster Hunter for a second. Sure. Um, that was actually all of the very light week and uh, light week in news. Uh, that was all no, the- it wasn't really a light uh, light week. They were, I mean, we're on the road to E3. Yeah, yeah. There are tons and tons of rumors. I didn't want to take, me personally, I didn't want to take this and and give those rumors, you know, credence as news. They are not sure. news. They're still rumors at this point, but there's a lot of information out there right now. So I don't want to, I didn't want to get into it. I mean, professional gaming journalist uh, Gio Pimento does not... <laughs> feed the rumor fire so if you're here for rumors go back somewhere else because you're don't, only getting get confirmed wrong. I, news I, I love the rumors. unless it comes from websites that 
report rumors and then we talk about them and then we have to apologize for it in the following <laughs> week. Other than that, only confirmed stuff here with professional gaming journalism, journalist uh, Gio Pimento. Um, all right, so that was all the external news for this week. Uh, a little bit of internal news as uh, since this is releasing on Wednesday, uh, it's good to know that the Defenders Quest developers will be doing an AMA in our Discord server tomorrow night. That is Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, U.S. Standard Time. So no, we Defenders also Quest. got confirmation on another AMA. Oh, we did indeed. We did. Uh, it was uh. tweeted out earlier today, that's Monday, that uh, the Banner Saga developers will be doing an AMA with us in our Discord server, and that is going to be on Thursday, May 31st at 5.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm pretty darn... I mean, I'm excited about both of these, but like Banner, Sa- Banner Saga is like... That's going to be good. That's going to be good. That, yeah. I think a lot of people... Are, are hyped for Banner Saga 3. That was a yep. big there was a big reaction to that at the in the direct and then their announcement that they're bringing 1 and 2 over and 1 is coming out very soon, I believe. Yeah, I, I want it the 17th. Yeah. Yeah, so um oh yeah, I was looking at the sales not the there was yeah, the 17th. So I am picking that game up um cuz I have very little experience with with the Banner Saga series. But I know that it, it's all about choices and like tough decisions. People are like, I couldn't play it because I was too stressed out, you know, over <laughs> who dies and who doesn't. So yeah, I'm super into that. Uh, and yet, once again, the Banner Saga AMA is Thursday, May 31st, 5:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Cool, 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 cool. So let's move on into talking about stuff that we played this week. Gio, you got any? interesting games you've been it's it's another light week it was my daughter's birthday happy happy birthday amelia happy birthday happy belated birthday. um she just she just turned three so i've been really really busy with uh you know her party and everything uh we had it was this past saturday and um we had i want to say it was about 40 people invited over Holy and it rained moly yeah, it, oh, rained it rained as oh, well, so <laughs> it made it even oh, worse. Oh man! <laughs> so yeah, everyone was in my house. Um, we had now, was um, it one of those deals where it was planned to be outside, and then forty yeah. people show up, and you had to yeah. Be I mean, <laughs> we we could have made it a lot higher. The total, uh, the guest total. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, no, so, oh, no, no, <laughs> social, no, I, social expert Gio Pimento. No, no, we actually kept it down. Um, I mean, it just thinks for her because her birthday's in the spring and it's always yeah. raining. Uh, you know, it could be either way, but yeah, it was planned to be outside. Um, but it, you know, the weather didn't cooperate. We had, um, we had gotten a, um, a petting zoo to come over. And again, we planned it to be outside, and uh, they ended up in my my garage. So I had. I was about uh, to say, did you have like the pony in the kitchen or something? Or? No, no. So they ended up in my garage. So I had like, I don't know. I think it was like four or five bunnies, two chickens, a goat, a cow. It, I mean, my my house was a, like a little real zoo. To Alabama. <laughs> hey, not. Tomorrow. I'm trying to make it uh, cozy for you. <laughs> I should have invited you. You would have felt right at home. <laughs> Um, Sounds like my childhood. Yeah, I had all that in my garage, um, but uh, you know she had a good time. It was everyone was fine, so it was all good. 
That's great. So, uh, birthday party on Saturday and then Mother's Day on Sunday. Look at you. Yep. Yep. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, lightweight for me as well. I did pop in the Dragon Quest Builders demo. Been kind of having the itch for that. Um, so having a lot of fun with that. I know a lot of people are high on that game. Um, so I still haven't, still haven't broken down and gotten it yet, but because mm-hmm. there's so many other things that that I need to get, but I'm having fun with with the the demo. Yeah, the demo actually is pretty um, expansive. I think for for a demo, so I think it gives you a good taste of what you'd be getting in the full version. Yep, and um, a lot of my time this week has been gone to uh, reading comics. I've re-upped some of my digital comics subscriptions, so catching up on a lot of a lot of stuff. It's been fun. Yeah, you've been doing um, X Men. Yeah, doing a classic Age of Apocalypse X Men run, right. and uh, I gotta say that the one thing bad about reading it is realizing just how bad the movie was recently. Um, the which one? the apocalypse oh okay yeah um i mean which i know is i mean look it's not x3 so it's not that bad but i mean <laughs> i remember when i watched it, i wasn't like i was like ah, i wish that they had done more with apocalypse and things like that but then after reading the like the actual event the run man you just cannot capture everything that that comic run did you can't capture it in a two-hour movie so you know that's another conversation for another time on another podcast. So anyway, mm-hmm. moving on, let's cover the games that are on sale and the games that are releasing this week. We actually had a bunch of games go on sale very recently. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, it, possibly today, but I mean, there's quite the list here. So we have Mario plus rabbits kingdom battle at $40, which is down pretty significantly from 59 99. And it's What's been it? at 59 99 for a, a while. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Nintendo titles have kind of always been really high, so I mean, this is a pretty good deal there. For that being Nintendo, a Nintendo game to be on sale, like jump on those when you can, because yeah, those yeah, those can be few and far between. So anyway, all of these uh, are in U.S. dollars, and uh, we got Heroes of Monkey Tavern at four ninety nine, normally nine ninety nine. One more dungeon at six thirty nine, normally seven ninety nine. Darkest dungeon, twenty one twenty four, dropped from twenty four ninety nine. It's not much of a sale. And then Earthlock, <laughs> even less, not much of a sale. Twenty three ninety two, down it's, it's from twenty four ninety two. You get a dollar <laughs> off. They could have just handed out a coupon. Yeah, um, no and then finally, World Conqueror X seven forty nine, normally nine ninety nine. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you got that diamond in the rough there with Mario plus rabbits, and then everything else. You got Earthlock dollar off. Yeah, what's the point? That mail in rebate too. Um, all right, <laughs> it's just to get on the game on sale list. That's all they <laughs> they tried to do. Uh, releasing this week, we've got some good ones. Battle Chasers mm-hmm. Night War. Is releasing on the fifteenth at thirty nine ninety nine. Wizard of Legend also releasing on the fifteenth at fifteen ninety nine. Yonder the Cloudcatcher Chronicles releasing on the seventeenth at twenty six ninety nine. Faroon Collection also on the seventeenth. I do not have the price in front of me. Banner Saga One as we talked about earlier. Remember the AMA for the de- the developers on May thirty first, five thirty p.m. 
U.S. Eastern Standard Time. Also releasing on the 17th at 1999. I believe I will be picking that up. And then finally, finally, Haru Warriors Definitive Edition releasing on May 18th at 59.99. I've heard some people excited about that. Others, not so much. Very, uh, to me, 50-50 reception there. I've not touched any of the Warriors games, so have no comments yeah, there. Yeah, neither have I. Um, although this one kind of does interest me just because of the context. It's it's uh, Zelda themed, so it does seem interesting. I, I wouldn't jump in at it at, fi- at 60 bucks. It's just not my... Yeah. But I am getting Battle Chasers for sure. I've been waiting for that game for a while. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's jump into some listener questions. The questions. But first... Let's list some responses from last week. We put out the call last week uh, from our side quest about the Mount Rushmore of mm-hmm. RPG legends. Uh, we got a few responses. Uh, first off, from Jam from our Discord. He's got Nubuo, Yamatsu, Pokemon, Yoshinori, Katase. And the Phineas Fool has Richard Garriott, Yu Suzuki, Miyamoto, and John Carmack. So thank you guys for giving those responses. If we miss any, just let us know. But yeah, those are good. All good. Yumatsu makes another appearance. Yeah. I mean, for good reason on another Mount Rushmore. His his stone-carved head is everywhere, Gio. <laughs> it's good to see Miyamoto up there too. Yeah. Yeah, he deserves to be up there. All right, so now for some questions. Do you have uh, do you have the list in front of you too? Oh uh, yeah, I do. Um, actually, I kind of wanted to go back to last week. We got Mitch yeah. Childs. Yeah. Uh, he kind of wanted just uh, to reiterate what we were talking about. We were we were, I guess, under the assumption that he wanted kind of a, a brick console mm-hmm. um, type of deal, and and uh, and what he ultimately wanted us to know is if we would if it was just the like a 3ds kind of just the tablet version you know, mm. kind of walk around with i mean you can't have that if you want you could so have no like detachable joy con yeah no no nothing i mean you could essentially have that if you wanted mm-hmm. i mean unfortunately it's it's bundled with the with the dock um and i know tons of people that play it just handheld they don't they don't play it in the dock or tv mode at all um, so if Nintendo was to offer that for a cheaper price, I think a lot of people would jump on that. Yeah, especially like we were talking about last week, if you got these situations where people are looking for a second unit or third unit, mm-hmm. um, that would be a great option for them. You know, you probably already have other peripherals in the house. You have the dock in the house. Now it's just a matter of, you know, if you're like you said, if you're using it mainly handheld, so that dock is simply a charging station right uh, or you could ju- you know you could just get a um a cable you know a cable instead of a dock if you just wanted to you know plug it in or something um right. so so i think that that's that's great and um yeah that that to me that that is a that is a little bit more interesting of a point i'm i'm, I'm glad that he sort of corrected us because we did really kind of interpret the question wrong so yeah right right I, I can see a cheaper version that way, you know, um, right. instead of instead of like messing with the insides of the switch to make it cheaper, actually just releasing a product that is the same. It's the same unit, but it's not bundled with everything. I think that that is an, a more interesting concept 
and right. a little bit more of a feasible one. Yeah, and he's at no Joy-Con, so I don't know if they're just not detachable or if they are just kind of permanently affixed to the to the tablet itself. But I think either way, they could they could make it cheaper, and, and I think a lot of people would would go for that. <clears throat> yeah, my only issue with re- uh, releasing a product with just the tablet, just the screen, would be that the Joy Cons themselves are pretty expensive still right so like i don't know how much exact savings there's going to be uh when like a primary like a necessity isn't bundled with it and that necessity is still pretty expensive um now i mean i guess you could get another brands you know uh joy con i guess but yeah i mean do they even make those? Do they make other brand Joy Cons? Um, I think they did. Um, I, I think it was Hori. Hori, yeah. Okay. One yeah. with a D pad on it. Okay, um, yeah, that's it right. La- that's right. Yeah, that's what that it was, lacked that was some good. features that the the Nintendo brand does. You know, like motion controls and or, or some of some other stuff. So I mean, they they were limited with the technology that they could put in there. So yeah, but yeah, it, it was but- less. It was less expensive. Um, but we do have another question. Um, we actually we have a few questions here. Uh, Captain Vulgar on Discord. How do you feel about Retro's Star Fox game? What do you want from the gameplay and cast selection? Um, and it looks like he kind of modified his question here. But yeah, he wants to know how we feel about Retro Star Fox game. Again, rumored Star Fox game. And what do you want from the gameplay and cast selection? Now the rumors right now. Are that it's going to be some sort of a racing game. I've never known Star Fox as a racing game. So for me, it's kind of a little, I guess, shocking in a way. Now for me, I would just I would love just kind of like a a dog fighting type of game where they, you know, just in the air doing a bunch of things. Yeah, so for me I would like a I would I would keep it in the Star Fox realm because I'm old and I don't like change. So I would like to keep it as a fight flight not simulator but dogfight style, that sort of thing. Keep the original cast. Um that's again, I'm just old fashioned. Again, I've seen so many rumors. I've seen the Grand it's called Star Fox Grand Prix is what a lot of people are are calling it. Um, and I don't know, and I've also seen other things where they're combining that with F-Zero. So, again, there's so many things out there. I, I wouldn't like it as a, as a racing game, personally. Captain Vulgar, i got to say, if you're excited about this, I'm really happy for you. But for myself, this is not exactly what I was hoping to hear out of the retro studio. Because you've got a studio who worked on the Metroid Prime games and they've worked on some other really good titles like the things that they put their hands to are really good products and now they're making a racing game? Now, now hold, hold, on, just, hold on just a tick, okay? Just because they are working on a Star Fox game doesn't mean they can't work on other games. Yeah, I mean, but I so I'm just I'm just saying now, but but because like okay, here's the thing, I get what you're saying that 
just because they're making this mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they can't be making something else this bigger. I guess that's my biggest thing because like when you when you when you look up retro like the get the list of games and then a lot of times you'll see the unannounced title. Mm-hmm. Um now yeah, okay. All right. So let's open the can of worms, shall we? Let's open the can <laughs> of worms. Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the original question from from Captain Vulgar. Because the thing is, I did some research on his original <laughs> question. So we're going to get into the research. Captain Vulgar originally asked us what we thought that Retro was working on, and then what our like hopes and dreams for what the game for Retro the Retro was working on would be. So I got to tell you, my what I wanted it to be was not a Star Fox game. Right. I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, I I have experience playing Star Fox on N64. That's it. And that was dogfighting against my best friends at the time. And I was horrible. I got my butt kicked over and over again. So my Star Fox experience, not a great experience. Like I, I'd, I'd have no other connection to the franchise other than that. Now, that being said, retro. Like I said, everything that you look up about retro, there's like this unannounced game. There are also articles out there that detail that the job listing for when they were posting for all of this unannounced game said that they were trying to focus on like storytelling and world connectivity, things like that. Okay. All things that don't Mm -hmm. really sound like a racing game to me, like storytelling and a racing game. So, I, I would I would hope so. I mean You're muted again. I don't I think. think they're working on Metroid. Yeah, I think Namco uh Bando Bandai Namco is working on that. So they have a bigger studio working on that. So it I feel happened. like that game is gonna okay. be bigger. At least again, we're we're all going on speculation here. Let's just assume what, what we're saying is is true. <laughs> but uh I think a bigger studio is working on Metroid. I really hope what I hope is Retro is working on their own IP. Not attached, not associated with Nintendo IPs at all. I hope they're working on their own thing. I want something new. I, I mean, I don't... Yeah, again, yeah. like you said, I don't really want a Star Fox game. I know I know that they have their fans out there, and I can appreciate that. But Star Fox okay. has been kind of the same thing, I, I guess. And that's kind of what I wanted out of a Star Fox. But, I mean... I just want some. I just want new IPs to Nintendo. I don't want the same right. things over and over and over again. <laughs> um, so they're talking about storytelling, world connectivity. So maybe you're on to something that maybe there's something else that they're working on. I, I would I would hope so. I mean, I don't think they're working on Metroid. I think Namco uh, Bando Bandai Namco is working on that, so they can have a bigger studio working on that so i feel like that game is gonna be bigger at least again we're we're all going on speculation here let's just assume what what we're saying is is true (laughs) but i i think a bigger studio is working on metroid i really hope what i hope is retro is working on their own ip not attached not associated with nintendo ips at all i hope they're working on their own thing i want something new i i mean i don't again like you said I don't really want a Star Fox game. I know I know that they have their fans out there and I can appreciate that. But Star Fox has been kind of the same thing, I, I guess. And that's kind of what I wanted out of a Star Fox, but I mean I just want a, some I just want new IPs to Nintendo. I don't want the same things over and over and over again. 
Well, and, uh, oh. and and again, like I'm not, I'm not putting down racing games in a sense. I'm not. It's just for me on this platform. When you're talking about Nintendo, for me, it's Mario Kart and nothing else. Now I know that there are other they're they're fans of other kart racing games, but for me, Mario Kart is the pinnacle and it's never going to be dethroned. So like. I don't want you over here competing with my Mario Kart when you could be making something completely different. This all you, I'm with you. Let's bring in their own new IP. From what I was reading, my mind started going about like, what could this possibly be? I would have loved, I would love for them to do a, like a third person Western style RPG. Like that's what I would want for them to make. You want a Western RPG star, a Star Fox Western RPG. I no 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 so, like Witcher IP. style. He's gonna come in here. <laughs> He's just, just gonna guns wreck things up with like a I don't know a blaster. What does he use? And listen, no, make it make it. It it is the No Man's Sky that should have been oh, put on the Nintendo oh, platform. That just leaves a bad taste in <laughs> No Man's Sky. I mean, I heard it got a little better, but I mean, it just ruined so many people's day. <laughs> initially and I, th- I think what happened it was just over that game with that game it was over promised and way under delivered um but anyways another conversation for another podcast. oh but please don't ever compare star fox to no man's sky or no, put them in the same sentence really ever ever again in front of me <laughs> uh so that's what that's what i would want though okay. is is original ip third person like western style RPG because the thing is like we we had this discussion about Zelda is it or is it not the thing is I would love for a studio to come out make a defend like a definitive right. Western style RPG like sort of open world RPG that is definitively an RPG like you you look at it yes ends outs it's got leveling systems it's got stat upgrades it's got you know all, all the things that we would need from an RPG. Uh, and it does have the world, like your connection to the world, mm-hmm. how the world interacts with you, but then it also has, you know, the, the storytelling aspect. So that's what I would love from it. So yes, I did kind of cheat a little bit here and, and change Captain Vulgar's question back to original. Well, tough. I want to answer what I want to answer. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, last or no, not last question, but a question from Mitch Childs on discord is what are some of your predictions for the future of switch peripherals? And one example being a camera attachment. It would be, I guess you got the USB port. If you, I'm just thinking handheld. Okay. It would work because you have the USB port underneath it. So yeah, it could be, you could have some sort of a camera attachment. Um, I would like to see something that the other consoles have. Yeah, I would like to see um, like a or something where I could use a headset and maybe like talk to people, like uh, like other games have or other consoles have. You know, I want to be able to use use the uh, the Bluetooth capability or something to be able to you know for headphones or whatever. Um, other things I've seen are some um, accessibility. Um, controllers. I don't know how how that would work. I'm talking like for disabled um, gamers, mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, camera makes the most most sense. 
I'm I'm thinking big here. I want to think big here. Whoa, whoa. We can make money on this. Do you want to like tell me secretly? No. Okay, let's do it. Um. So you've got a console that is a console, but it's also it's got the, the tablet. Like you take the Joy Cons off, all of a sudden it's a tablet. You've got Joy Cons that you're holding in your hands. And now we have mm-hmm. Nintendo Labo slash Labo, uh, which brings in this whole world of external things, like you're saying, peripherals, that you can interact that tablet. You can drop that tablet in, and all of a sudden, you're interacting with the Switch in ways that is sort of mind-blowing. I don't know if the hardware is where it needs to be in order for this to happen, but... If you just look at what the Switch is, it feels like you're one step away from creating a headset that you drop the Switch into to have some form of VR. Okay. I mean, it would not be the most advanced VR in the world, but I mean, you already have, you know, those those uh, devices that you can just drop your cell phone in mm-hmm. to have that v- sort of lower tier VR experience. I think you're right there you've already got the the joy cons you're holding your hands um and with the 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 way that you got the like the the tactile rumble stuff you know i mean like they're already sort of ahead of the game with like their their the vibration and the rumble and stuff like that and i feel like you're one step away from like making some sort of headset that that tablet could drop into just like your cell phone does and have some sort of vr now like i said i don't think that i mean the the hardware is not where it needs to be in order to get that experience that you need to have. The resolution isn't where it needs to be. Right. So like, I mean, that is, that is pipeline. That is like impossible dream. But I mean, that's, I mean, maybe, I, maybe that's the next could, iteration of the, of the console itself. Yeah, because I mean, with it as it is now, it's a 720p max. So for VR, again, I'm not big into VR from, but from what I've, you know, red or or whatever it needs to be a pretty high resolution to be Mm -hmm. uh, viable so that your people Mm -hmm. aren't getting sick and and so that your body can actually like take it yeah right so i mean yeah maybe in another iteration um which i I don't know i guess cost it's a cost cutting measure but why wouldn't they just go 1080 i mean seriously come on yeah (laughs) but um yeah as far as any other peripheral type things i think nintendo's going to be handling that because they just seem to be thinking outside of the box they'll do they might even be one step ahead of us you know you know um so it's it's kind of tough to think about this i would also love to see and once again this is more sort of dreaming a little bit but i would love to see some sort of device that would turn the switch into more of like a tabletop experience like if you came out with games uh because i mean if we think about what nintendo is and what the switch is really like it's a family device and nintendo has sort of been a family company for for a long time i would love to see sort of them take on you know they've been doing toys to life they're doing label now and stuff like that i'd love for them to have a take on like board games and like Family board games. I don't know if they make sort of just like a 
a bigger tablet or something that you can like have you know characters that interact with the board as as, as it's on it okay. things like that they are coming um, out with you know, um what, what was it last e3 but they're doing something with uh, a kind of a toys to life thing but they're doing it with uh, like ships I don't remember what it was called, but they are kind of doing something like that. And I know that with Monopoly, you could set it right on the table mm-hmm. and you can kind of kind of play similar to what you're saying. You know, you're not interacting with, with pieces, uh, uh, you know, game pieces or anything like that. Um, but man, I, got, I wish I could remember what that was called. But yeah, there was some sort of game that, similar to what you're talking about um, that was mentioned last e3 and maybe we'll see more of it this coming e3 not sure yeah yeah i just know like that the the like the current screen that is pretty small mm. for to be a shared yeah, like definitely. game board yeah. so um but i mean maybe maybe they're thinking households with multiple switches maybe it's not one big game board maybe it is like everybody has their own okay. their own sort of personal board in front of them. I don't know. Anyway, but I, I think something like with, with tabletop would be would be an interesting take and an interesting venture for them. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got one last question. Yeah, this question is from uh, the Nerd Basement. <clears throat> um, will year one of the Nintendo Switch be better than year two? Now, I know that we're only, you know, not even halfway through the year, but year one was really good for first party kind of lacked in the third party area and I think we're seeing a turn right now we're seeing a lot of third party developers on board they're seeing they're seeing Nintendo is all in and that people are buying third party games so I think you're that's you're starting to see that turn so I kind of feel like you know Nintendo hit you know they hit you with their big hitters they hit you with the Marios they hit you with the Zeldas um so I for me, and again, this year is is not really, you know, it's not even close to halfway, so it's kind of difficult to answer the question fully, um, especially, you know, when, you know, we still have Pokemon, which is still, it's another big hitter, but, you know, we don't know when that's coming out. We have Metroid. Again, we don't know when that will be released, but I mean, if we were to say hypothetically that they're going to be released this year, I think... I almost, I almost want to say, and I'm a big, big Zelda fan. If I could show you the stuff in my room, I have a ton. I have every Zelda amiibo. I'm a huge Zelda fan, so I have every Zelda amiibo. I have almost, almost every World of Nintendo Zelda figure. I think year two would would pass this because you got third party support, more third party support. You have Metroid, Pokemon, which are all you know the the big names. So year two may in fact be better than year one. Smash, right? I, um, I totally, yeah. Smash again. Those are those are big first party games, you know, and and we're starting to see that support, which is awesome. Just for the sake of taking the other side of the argument here, my only thing is right now it's too gray. Mm-hmm. Right. I think after E three, I think E three will be the moment if we can if we get confirmation on all of those things if we get dates for those things and 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 they hit those dates i think we're, we have a different conversation and i think once we get there like i'm with you there's something about pokemon that is special in that it will move units in a way that many other games won't 
it will is also accessible to so many people right. like right because because it's not it's not daunting it's not complex you know that you can jump in in this game and be okay you're not worried about all the other games I, it it can do things that a few other games can in that way but for the sake of the other side of the argument it's just going to be hard to go up against Mario and Zelda I mean, like, I, that's unfair. I'm with you. The third party support wasn't there, but it's like when you've got when you got the trump card, you've got the trump card. Yeah. Like, when when you can throw down, you know, your aces, then that's going to win. You know, it's going to win every time. So I think having Mario and it be the Mario that we got, the fact that it wasn't necessarily just another 2.5 D. Right decent mario this was the next generation of mario and it wasn't just another zelda it was the zelda that we got so it wasn't just that we got the heavy hitters we got the heavy hitters hitting their best right we got you know them in their prime so like i think that's just gonna be hard hard to trump and once again that is just for the sake of taking the other side of the argument because i'm totally with you in that like this year looks promising i'm just hoping to get some more clarity, uh, especially at E3. Yeah, we'll definitely have a better idea anyways. Geo. Do you know what time it is? I um I, I don't I don't have any clock. What, what do you mean? It's time for a side quest. Oh yeah. Alright. Today's side quest, if you choose to accept. Do you have any pet peeves that are really harmless but bother you to the point where you want to physically harm someone. I'll let you choose to accept or decline. I accept. All right, fine. I'll let you go first. Okay. The keyword here is harmless, but the other keyword is that Philip doesn't care if it's harmless. This thing really gets to me. Imagine you're in a movie theater. You get to the movie. This is a movie that maybe it's maybe you're going to see it a month after it comes out. Maybe it's a movie that isn't on everybody's radar. Maybe because it comes out the same weekend as like Infinity War or something. Right? Regardless, you walk into the theater and you're the only one in there. All right? You're the only one in there. So you walk in, you choose your seat, you get the best seat, you get the one that's like in the middle, middle, you know, halfway up middle of the row because you want perfect screen empty theater five minutes before the movie starts somebody else walks in they have an empty theater minus one two maybe three seats like they three seats taking the whole theater they got an empty theater where do they sit they come and sit directly in front of me directly in front of me or directly behind me or worse yet God forbid they sit next to me. Who does that? You have an empty theater and then you choose to sit. There's only, there, there are very few unwritten rules in our society, right? We, we write everything down. We got laws. We got stuff. Unwritten rule is when you have a seating arrangement and you have the opportunity to leave space between you and the other person. You do so when that's the case. If this is a packed theater, if we're watching Infinity War, I'm excited about the movie. I understand everybody else is too. We're packed in there, like a standing room only. Get on in here, yeah. Get beside me with your gross kids right. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fine. 
But it's an empty theater. I have an unwritten rule. Don't sit directly in front of me, directly behind me, or next to me. You can go two rows behind me. You can go two rows in front of me. Don't sit right here. You can go no. same row, but over there. Just don't be <laughs> right here. Because there's, no, no, there's no reason. Why can't they be in front of you? I mean, is it where you want to rest your toes up on, onto the yes. seat in front of you? Okay. Yes. All right. And you don't and want their dirty that. toes behind you, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Because there's no, it's, it's not good for anybody. You know why? Because like, I know they're sitting right there and they're going to have their feet on the front, on the chair in front of them. They're going to, yeah. they get a free pass there, but I know that they don't want my feet in their, in, in, in their hair. In their ears. <laughs> so don't do that to yourself or to me. Go two rows in front, two rows behind. If you wanted the perfect seat, you should have gotten here 15 minutes before I did. And, and not only you that, had, there's plenty of open space. That's my point. That's my point. Like, you know, I mean, it's just the unwritten rule. Leave some space between you and the person who's already there, especially if they got there first. Like, respect the seating. If they had gotten there first, I would have gone two rows up behind, two rows in front. Or if I want to be on the same, like one row in front of them, I'll sit on the end. You know, I'm I'm a respecter of space. There it is. Now, you know, you know, those are the people that will be on their cell phone and talking loud to the, you know, the people that other thing. Yeah, there's no doubt those people are doing that because you can't control that because you're totally right. If they sit in front of you, they're going to be on their phone and you're going to get the glare, you know, that's going to be distracting lights. They'll be talking to each other. If you sit, they sit beside me, it's going to be a kid with popcorn and a big old drink that's too big for him to hold. And so then he like spills or sloshing. And I've got like, I've got to worry about stuff, you know, just like stuff flying everywhere. Also, I like to take my wallet, my keys and my phone, set it in the cup holder. Cause I don't, I don't get a drink. So I just set it in the cup holder. And if somebody's there, then I can't do that. So no, no. yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's my completely harmless, but it just irks me. Well, it's it's kind of kind of rude, but I mean, mine is in no way, shape or form rude. It is it is strictly a me thing. For me, I you know I have I have two kids. I'm gonna I go to McDonald's, okay. Um, you know we'll place our order, and there will always be someone in front, but they don't pull all the way up ahead. So they, <laughs> they leave maybe three quarters of a car length in between, like in between them and the car in front of them or half half is still, it still bothers me like pull up, please. For the love of God, just pull forward as much as you can. You may, I don't know. Maybe you got your, your driver's license, yesterday but please do me a favor for my sanity move forward as far as you can and also when you get to the window regardless of its if it's the second window the first window i don't care do not put your car in park that means you're gonna be there forever and i'm already mad do not put your car in park keep your foot on the brake please don't count out your exact change, please. And go on with your day eating your unhealthy food because I want to eat my unhealthy food. Thank you. Yeah, that's the worst. Okay, because I'm totally <laughs> with you with them pulling up because a lot of times what will happen is I'll, 
getting up to the speaker, they won't pull up all the way. So then I am barely at the speaker. Like yep, I, yep. I'm a half a car away from the speaker, but I trigger the thing. So I've got them thinking that I'm right there and they're like, yeah, go ahead and order. And I'm like, I want two double cheese. <laughs> And they're like, please repeat. So you're your shouting order. out to yeah. the world what you want, and you know everyone's looking at you like, oh boy, he's uh, he's kind of hungry today. Or then same thing, get to that first window where you go to pay. I'm like half a car away, but like you know the the person at the window still expects me to like reach out, you know, with my car, <laughs> and I'm like hanging halfway out my window to like handle my card and stuff. Yeah, yeah, pull up all the way, please. Yeah, and again, it's. I just want to hurt someone when they do that, and then the and then they, when they put their car in park, I see the I have lights. Never seen that. Oh my! It must maybe it's a New England thing. Maybe I have. I don't know, but they they just slam their car in park. They count their pennies. I don't know what they're doing. It's the icy roads. They're they're afraid that they'll they'll slide if they're no if they're no, sitting in the drive through too long. We're good with icy roads. When icy roads happen down south, like the world just melts down. Like it's oh, yeah. like we shut apocalypse. Shut down. <laughs> Completely shut down. <laughs> So I don't know what it is, but some people just just need to like go inside. <laughs> Real quick, when and this is partly because I worked at a grocery store for a couple several years. When people and now and now it gets me now that I'm just a shopper and I've got three things. People who go through the express checkout with like a buggy full, you know, it's like ten items or less, but they have like yeah. a buggy full. And then they'll look at you like you're the criminal whenever you're kind of like judging them a little bit because they're like unloading their cart. Ugh, can't stand it. No, I mean, it's 10 items or less. It's for people who want to get in, get this stuff and get out. Yeah. So it's kind of, you got to respect that a little bit, I think. All oh, right. Man. Great, yeah. great side quest. I like that one. I, like that. I got, got that off my chest. Got that off my chest. <laughs> Feels good. But yeah, we do want to hear from you guys too. Tell us about your pet peeves. What are the ones that just really get under your skin? Especially if they're like obviously harmless and, and, and it's just you, just like Gio, just, you know, being an awful person, just wanting to get his hamburger quicker. <laughs> um, so yeah, let us know. Remember you can email us or you can uh, post in our discord. Let us know. And we will choose the best of the, the best three answers for next week. And we'll read them on the show. And anything you want to shout out this week? Yeah, it looks like we have some, uh, we have uh, Men Self for again, thank you for the music, um, the the bumper music, or bumping music as I like to call it, um, and also the uh, Patreon patrons, we got Men Cell and uh, Mitch Childs there, thank you so very much. Yes, indeed, and that's actually going to wrap up our Force Awakens episode 7 of the Switch RPG podcast, you thought I wasn't going to get away with the joke. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to everyone who sent the questions, comments. Keep them coming. Remember, you can email us at podcast at switchrpg.com. And remember that you can listen to our show each and every Wednesday at switchrpg.com or sub on your favorite podcast app to get it as soon as I post it. If you listen on an app, remember you can give us a rating and review. I'll read your review out if you give us five stars on the show. And if you like what you hear, remember you can head over to patreon.com slash switch RPG. If you can't throw us a dollar or two, don't worry. Just you being a part of our community is what we want the most. Finally, you can head over to switch for all of your RPG 
needs on the Nintendo Switch platform. Until next episode, I'll see you around. If you can't handle the drive-through experience, please, for the love of all things holy and for my sanity, go inside. Thank you.